This is Tommy Chong, man, and this is Wake and Bake with Captain Hooters. It's Captain Hooters. <laughs> Hello. Hey everybody, what's happening? Um, Hooter here, and, oh shit, the gauntlet. Alright, well, if you know me, you know which direction I'm going, right? Yeah, the gauntlet. So listen everyone, I am delighted that today we have, once again, Chris Chiari from 420 Hotels, who, through premonition, ended up calling me when I was actually looking at something about his haunted hotel. Let's do this. Come on. Oh, hey, everyone. Captain Hooter here, coming to you once again, very high and very alive, and doing some follow-up. And, you know, it's funny. I was, I was kind of looking on the internet the other day, and I was looking to check back on on Chris and the 420 hotels and see about the campaign and like boom all of a sudden he was on my phone so welcome back uh the man the master uh Chris Kiari did I say it right this time you did Kevin Hooter you said it exactly right thank you sir nice to see you again good to see you man hey I, I I was totally just I was on the internet I was scanning through I went by the Republic thing and I saw the update on your 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 event and for, again, for all those of you that maybe missed the first episode here, um, you know, Chris has got this incredible um, uh, 420 hotels, uh, and he is working on an on-site cannabis consumption lounge uh, there with his haunted killer crib. And he had a campaign going on where basically anybody, including you, could invest in the hotel. And I, as I was kind of scanning by and I looked in and I go, dude, you've 502% of the minimum goal raised already. Dude, There, you had some people a little excited about the program, huh? Yeah, we have uh, the initial goal was really to get it kickstarted. Now it's all about hitting the stretch goals, the goals around building out, finishing the lounge, and then adding the extra accessories, improvements to the kitchen, added guest rooms to make this business everything it is, it can be, and will be as we attach this first in the nation on-site cannabis hospitality lounge. Dude, it's going to be so killer. And uh, if, if you go onto the site, I know that there's there's information there that kind of lets people know about what's going on. Um, can you tell me a little bit about now that you've kind of you've got things heading in that direction? Tell me what the big picture was. Can you, have you got a, a a a you know how this is going to step up? Yeah, well, what we're doing right now is running an equity crowdfunding campaign on republic.com. And that literally is what it sounds like. I am selling ownership in the 420 Hotels, Inc., which is the Nevada parent corporation, which owns our assets here in Denver, Colorado, which include the Patterson Inn, the operating hotel. A Castle Quality is the company that owns the physical property at, get this, 420 East 11th Avenue. We have an active tavern on site celebrating the ghosts in the house called 12 Spirits. And the 420 Denver is our in-state Colorado operating entity. All these entities are subsidiaries of uh, the 420 Hotels, the entity to which I am selling equity. And so the 420 Hotels is selling ownership, literal stock ownership in our current business, and more importantly, equity in the future we're building. Big picture is the property I have is and makes a statement. It's an historic property. I'm really excited with, especially an address like 420, to bring this business model, this, this model to this property. But this is just the beginning. 
Uh, if you look at the property at the, over the door in the keystone above the stone is the number 420. And I call this property our keystone because it is meant to be the first and it's meant to be the first of what becomes a chain of boutique accommodations with on-site cannabis hospitality. And as our properties get bigger, as we build our flagship, these properties will provide larger lounges, larger room. But even here in Denver, our model is designed to gear to guess the hotel and guests of guests, but also to begin to build out and establish that privacy and exclusivity of membership to a space. In our organization, in the 420 hotels, membership means reciprocity. So the vision is as we move to other locations and as we add more properties to this chain, and as you, the cannabis consumer, travel across the country for any and every reason, because those of us that consume don't just go to the consume for the event, we do that too. We go and we consume and we incorporate cannabis into major elements of our life and lifestyle. The property like this at the Patterson Inn offers that, that safe space, that space where if you want to go out, you can, that if you want to go out and explore the city, you should. But if you also want to consume on property, especially for the first time users, for the canna curious, as well as the canna experienced, uh, this is the type of space that's meant to be safe and sophisticated. More lounge, less club. Um, that with club being the model we've seen, especially with cannabis friendly, so far to market. Uh, vision is, like I said, uh, multiple locations. I see 12 to 15 over the next five to eight years in gateway cities across the country. Looking at this property as the model, historic, significant real estate, beautiful four-star accommodations, a breakfast you don't want to sleep in, uh, in on because it's that good, as well as then not just, oh, go do that over there in the garden, but literally synonymous with a cigar lounge. Mm -hmm. Types of amenities you find at the highest level hotels in the world. And when it comes to cigars, very limited and very exclusive. This is what we are creating and carving out in cannabis. And we are not just pitching a hope and a vision. We own the property operated it for four years, business is nine years old, successful and cash flowing and profitable. And we're now expanding by adding the most exciting and unique amenity in America. Should I assume then that you're going to have one of the first Canagar lounges in the country there? Uh, those absolutely would be the type of product you could consume in a, in a lounge like this. And also the type of product then that you could take your time and enjoy in a lounge mm -hmm. like this. Oh, I have enjoyed a few Canagars and I even bought a mold myself and started making some myself. And the amount of uh, creativity that you can have with that little device is truly <laughs> remarkable. And, you know, the, the, the fact that your mind just can't initially when you first smoke a Canagar, your mind can't get around the fact that it's burning so slowly. <laughs> and, you know, because of the, the increased air, it's, it's quite an amazing uh, 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 product. Um, speaking of product, uh, when I checked in with you last time, we were talking about the cost of flour going down mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. all over the place. Uh, just had an interview, uh, as I mentioned, with uh, uh, Justin uh, Duncan, who's there in Colorado. He was saying that the, the prices are, are going way, way down. Um, the taxes, though, are still are still pretty significant, though. Yes. Well, keep this in mind: taxes on cannabis are a percentage of the sale price, so taxes then come down proportional to the decrease in sales price. So tax revenue is down, uh, and in fact, we, that's the thing I keep saying: that those sales prices are down. The 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 total sales volume or drop off in tax volume we're seeing at the state relative year over year is, is not at the same level as the loss mm -hmm. of, or the decrease in price at the counter for, mm -hmm. for wholesale and retail prices, which means that volume and the production of flour is still at a significantly high level. And in some cases might even still be, might be producing outside of the um, isolated markets that we have state by state. It's why I'm in interested in seeing 
what states survive and how this all works out once we do truly see a national market somewhere in this bright green future. And when we get there, what will the economy of scale producers in Colorado that might have significant advantages and therefore may survive, how will that compete with other markets in other states? But what we're seeing here is an increase still in production that from a overall sales number and from then a state tax revenue number, those numbers are falling slower or at a, uh, at, at a dramatically lower pace than the decrease in price. And so if there's a dramatic decrease in price and we're not seeing that same decrease in overall sales at the state level, though we're still seeing seven, 8% decreases, we're not seeing the 40% we've seen in the uh, cuts to retail pricing. Mm -hmm. then it, there has to be some other metric happening. In this case, it has to be weight. It has to be production volume, which is still going up. Um, but right. again, when it comes down to the taxes, if it was by the gram, if it was fixed by the gram, that would be a different scenario because then relative to price, it would be stable and would be out of proportion to what it is today. But mm -hmm. taxation is the reality of, of, of alcohol. Uh, taxation is the reality of cannabis. And as long as it's a percentage, as prices drop, that tax will drop as well. Right. Well, you know, I know that you're going to be uh, uh, looking for, you know, the best of the best uh, flowers once you've got everything in there and flowing along properly. Uh, I will tell you that uh, if you watch yesterday's show, uh, Justin, who is quite, you know, the connoisseur, uh, spoke about three different companies that are there in Denver or in mm -hmm. the Colorado area. Uh, one of them that uh, he mentioned was called Hava Gardens, and it's run. It's an all women uh, organization, and they were working with doing some very advanced uh, soil uh, uh, agricultural practices that was utilizing living soil. So, mm -hmm. I, and I know that's now one of the big buzzwords. Um, uh, it affects it also, ultimately yeah. the terpene expression of the plant. If it's outdoors, it's your terroir. If it's indoor, to the best of your ability, you're looking to mimic those natural environments. Uh, whether or not we would give it the title of regional uh, indication is unlikely, uh, but yeah. it is an important component of connoisseur cannabis that cultivators move beyond just THC, move beyond even just about and just uh, around CBD and get deep into the conversation about what it means to fully express the terpene potential of different strains. Yes, and, and that was the other uh, company that he, he mentioned to me uh, that I'm sure it's on your radar, uh, a distributor. So it's called 14er, 24ER. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh, they've got a fabulous logo where it, it's Terps greater than THC. And with these two big flies. So it was like, you get it in one little picture. It was like, we're really well done. And uh, it doesn't even, it look, looks, you can grow the most amazing cannabis in the world. How do you finish it? How do you trim it? How do you cure it? How do you store it? How do you package it? How do you yep. transport it? If it's have you seen any of those? Have you seen any of the curing? Uh, I think we mentioned this one during our last show. I told you about one of the places that I saw down in Huelva, Spain, that is actually using the curing time uh, in the sales description. So mm. it says, you know, the uh, uh, amnesia haze cured 24 weeks. Which and it's the first is, time I've ever seen. And another measure, right? That just just shy of or just about six months is is a good cure time. Uh, to let the plant truly um, finish its life cycle as a living plant, right, with fluids moving through its veins, to being the cured, dried, ready to roll bud that 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 truly does stick out. You know when it's rushed, it has that flavor, that flavor of fresh um, cut hay, right? Yeah. You know when it's cut too soon um, or when someone's just rushed to market. And a number of consumers find appeal and value in those products. Certainly if you're moving into an extraction model, curing is not a necessary component, but if you're talking about the finest of the flower, uh, the best of the bud, uh, you're certainly talking about something that was not rushed, it was finished and it was cured. How big of the, how many people do you think you're gonna be able to fit inside the lounge? 
Lounge is intimate. Right now, the space is 50, but it's being uh, paired back to 42. So 42 total people. Um, so again, okay. not a place it's going to be um, a big raucous out for a Saturday night. I yeah. am so excited that we are having, and those models are coming to market here in Denver. I can't wait to send my guests to exactly that experience if that's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, but in between, uh, we'll be that very quiet place in between. Way we're set up, we have a restaurant as a companion to our property. So we'll have a full food and beverage service of complimentary uh, mocktails that'll complement different strains as far as beverages. Uh, we'll have a tavern menu to start, but we'll also be serving our um, renowned breakfast from the hotel in the lounge seven days a week, uh, both to guests of the hotel, but also then to our members who might want to come in for breakfast. Uh, and those services uh, with our reach level goals on our Republic crowdfund campaign um, actually have us lined up to do some meaningful improvements to the kitchen that allow us to, allow us to add and address that added capacity. Dude, that's unbelievable. Now, how much time is left if somebody wanted to become part of and become an owner? Um, how do they go about it? And is there levels to the investment? I mean, can somebody come in at a lower level or higher level? There how are. does it work? There are. So this is equity crowdfund. We do have a Form C registered with the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission. They don't authorize or sign off on it. It's simply a tool of transparency. And for me, coming into the capital markets, a space I was exposed to over 20 years ago, this level of transparency, startups or emerging growth companies would enter this space without financials. Well, I have two years of financials, part of this um, filing that give you a peek beneath the veil of the operations of the underlying assets, in this case, the hotel. Uh, so that was the credibility for me, right? The, the scrutiny that an investor should put into a deal is significant, and the resources made available are streamlined in a place like Republic, where me as the deal founder and, and, and um, principal have a responsibility for full disclosure, which we've done. And now, thanks to uh, changes in the security space four years ago, crowdfunding now and the legitimacy of it to allow for entry-level valuations. So republic.com has given us a $6 million valuation on the property we have right now. Sounds like a lot, but also for the starting of a hotel business and venture, it's also a not a lot. And so we, instead of just opening the door to VC first or large institutional investors, we're making our first round open to everyone. Uh, minimum investment is $200. So anyone interested in an equity position can purchase equity at $200. Right now it's uh, gonna transfer or translate to about 15 cents a share. Uh, so $200 is the entry level. At $420, you get the hat pin. Um, I'm going to find a picture of it just so you can enjoy it. Uh, Grassroots California, a renowned brand that everyone knows in cannabis, uh, partnered with me to make some exclusive materials. Um, this is our hat pin. Oh, that's nice. Uh, which that's captures dope. our first Keystone location at 420 East 11th. Um, so that's 420. At 710, you get the grassroots hat, which is actually, it's a fully uh, embroidered. Actually, I'm just going to show you the actual hat. I just didn't want to leave camera, but why not just oh, show you that? Oh, so yeah, you got to see the front of that. This is details from the stained glass of the house embroidered into the hat. Um, black on black on the front, again, with the 3D metal embroidery image of the house. Yeah. A fade of the roof line inside. This hat is only available to crowdfund founders club investors. So this hat as a fitted hat will only ever be available to investors in this campaign. That is badass. Um, so that's 710. Uh, at a thousand, you get the hat and the hat pin. Again, equity at, at fifteen cents a share at every level. At yeah. twenty two hundred, which is the max that an individual who uh, doesn't go in through a deeper financial scrutiny with Republic can invest mm -hmm. in a company in a year, you also get a robe. Uh, grassroots oh, cool. robe. <laughs> uh, it's pretty. 
again, uh, it's not so much over the top. It's meant to be a celebration of what we're doing oh, yeah. here at the property with oh, amazing yeah. embroidery uh, and quality <laughs> exclusive items that especially for those of us in cannabis and cannabis culture that are aware of grassroots California and their brand know that this is um, a tribute. This is not just a property. This is a statement to the normalization and destigmatization of cannabis consumption, possession, use by licensing this and adding it to a business. I'm doing my part, I hope, to add to this legitimacy that all of our collective efforts have been working towards for years. Mm -hmm. And That's we'll get awesome, there. people can invest. Uh, the highest yeah. level that someone can invest, I am. Uh, I do have a level that is a $25,000 investment level, and that provides someone with a lifetime membership in the 420 Hotels Club as well as two tickets and, and one room for two guests to our smoke opening weekend. Uh, so the yes. only way to book one of our rooms for our smoke opening weekend is to purchase one of our lifetime membership positions. What would be your estimate of when your smoke opening weekend would be? Early next year, as far as the smoke opening, where we'll have everything done, built out, mechanical, tested, operating, balanced, uh, likely guests will have had a chance to use the space prior, but the celebration will be um, early part of next year. We, just to give you an update, you said 500, a little over 500%. That was off the initial goal to just get this thing started. We're right now at our first tier goal for the funds we need to do um, and start the build out. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a rolling close. So by the time anyone sees this, we should be in the process of that rolling close. Uh, which allows us to start pulling funds from the uh, now over $125,000 that's committed to this campaign through 165 investors. Um, that's putting us to work. So we are going to be starting construction and the purchase of HVAC equipment um, before the end of this month of July uh, to get that process started. Um, we do have okay. contractors ready to go. This campaign runs until the 2nd of September. Uh, there's just shy of two months to go. And I am inviting anyone and everyone, whether it's $200, our entry-level position, or one of the positions that uh, gets you perk levels, like the grassroots hat or the hat pin, equity crowdfunding is about building community. And it's also about building uh, several hundred participants and investors so that we, as we build a company and work to take it to market, we have a market because we have investors. You know, you need 36 people to, to take a company public on the American exchange. Uh, but 36 people all just look at each other and that's not a market. A market mm -hmm. exists when there is a large enough population of individuals that can find compelling reasons to buy or sell the same asset right now, and in many cases, be happy with that decision. That's a market. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I just know a ton of people who will jump in, uh, even in the smallest level, just so they can walk around and say, yeah, man, that's right. I'm a hotelier. That's they would be able to make the claim of being a hotel owner. Um, now, you know, remember, you know, buy stock in Hilton makes you the same level of hotel owner. So if you want to get there, you can get there. Faster. <laughs> uh, but if you want to get there in cannabis, yeah. I'm happy to say I, I'm not the first to be cannabis friendly. Um, not the first to get a path to a license, but I am the first to get that license and to have that license inside of a hotel. And I am very appreciative of everyone who's taken the risk and made the effort towards cannabis friendly, especially now in places on the East Coast. You can smoke cannabis anywhere you can smoke a cigarette. But the second you move that model indoors, we are a cigar lounge. And that will take then this added effort and the layers to make that a reality. And we are right now to market with the hotel. We are right now structured and moving into build out. And we hold the provisional license that is simply held back or restricted simply by that build out. And with the conclusion, like any other commercial business, a restaurant or a bar that might be doing improvements to the space, that's what we are now. Mm -hmm. And as a cannabis business, 
to just be like any other business now in the eyes of the state and the eyes of the city, that is a significant accomplishment, not for me, but for cannabis. And again, like I said, a result of that collective effort of so many. Mm. Yeah, dude, I, nothing but you know, high praise. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled and excited for you, man. I think that the, this is just the beginning of this long kind of you know, up roll, upward uh, climb. And uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> and knowing yeah. that and seeing that, that's my enthusiasm for welcoming people in then at the ground level in this. Uh, because even then, meaningful and entry level investments like 200 have the potential as we build this business for multiple returns. And that is the uh, magic and uh, method of the capital markets when you use it as a structure to build something, which is what we're doing. And with the rewards, high risk, but it's meant to be high rewards. And they were rewards that were usually excluded and were rewards that were exclusive and did not offer access to many of our friends and associates in cannabis that might be interested in an equity investment that gets them the grassroots hat. And it's a meaningful commitment of $710, but the potential long-term is then significant. And that's what we are looking to do, build here, but more importantly, to open that door as early as possible right now at the ground floor for equity. Republic, uh, the website's republic.com backslash 420 hotels. If you were to go to republic.com and search for 420 hotels or go to republic.com and search under cannabis or one of their rare cannabis deals. And if you were to search for the 420 hotels on Google or Yahoo, uh, we show up as far as the Republic campaign on the first page. Perfect. Have we seen any new ghosts? No new ghosts, but I'm working on a new drink. Um, based off of one of the histories, one of the historical ghosts are um, two Dobermans that uh, killed themselves, jumped out the window. Uh, so we are working on a absinthe-based um, shot that will be named in honor of those uh, guard dogs. Okay. So they just, they just committed suicide? Or... So I'm trying not to use that word, right? Such a sensitive okay. word in a sensitive time. So uh, it's 1973. Okay. It's the winter of 73. The building's being renovated and the contractors are complaining to the owner that the, the work they're doing during the day seems to be getting ripped out at night. And so they asked the owners to put guard dogs on the property, which they agreed to do. And they put guard dogs on the property, two Dobermans. Uh, some people say three, but my understanding is two. I've literally seen a picture, I saw it many, many years ago, but a picture of the two dogs laying deceased on the front lawn of the property. Uh, the claim is, is the dogs were scared to death and were so scared that they decided to lunge and dive through a glass window on the third floor to their death below. Oh, um, wow. Two days in a row, it's like they fixed the window. And why I find that part of the story so plausible, uh, unplausible uh, is they got the window fixed in a day, right? 1973. Yeah. Impossible. So, so that's not likely. You know, the only time that happened was when the glass company was running around your neighborhood advertising on bricks, right? <laughs> they had the repairs ready to go. Other than that, um, yeah, no, these wow. two dogs do kill themselves. I have what I believe is an, a plausible explanation for that. You know, we're talking about that era just now, Vietnam is coming to an end. Uh, the issue of, of, of our neighbors and other citizens that are struggling and are, man, that, that struggle is very present to us in the form of on-street homelessness. That was mm. as true then as, as, as it is today. Um, maybe worse today, but, but no less real. And so this abandoned building in the winter of 1973 seems to me it might have been an appealing place for someone to um, protect themselves and shelter from the cold. A house had gaps and gapes that had um, alleyways and hidden little nooks and corners. We still have, you know, a 20 foot gabled ceiling in the attic space. And what most people would know is the attic crawl space this is cathedral Whoa. right other than support beams and all that it would be a pretty sizable room 
Um, but this is where we have our air conditionings and hot water heaters and all that from above. So that's the space that survived to the modern era in this house as it's gone through its renovations. I know others that have been removed and it's just very, to me, plausible that somebody saw the peaceful use of the house as something worth protecting and as two guard dogs, um, especially if they were trained, as not the worst impediment to their peaceful use of the space. So maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. Either way, either way. And you said the word. So here, the name of the shot is suicidal guard dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute shot. But again, just to give us, you know, this in conclusion, right? We're talking about shots. We're talking about a bar. We're talking about a tavern license that sells and serves alcohol to the public. That is one of the wholly owned subsidiaries of the 420 hotels and part of this immersive experience. This is not the biggest property, but it is the first where non-complementary businesses are finding a place of coexistence and common ownership while staying in compliance, but allowing for these very complex and sophisticated licenses around alcohol, hotel restaurants, a little more understandable, but this new one now of cannabis. And if you were to go to pattersonin.com, you'd see the property as it is today, nine room boutique hotel and the larger structure to the left, smaller structure to the right is where we're adding guest rooms and more importantly, adding our cannabis, cannabis hospitality lounge. And then to the left of the property coming in from the side street, Pennsylvania, is our access to our tavern in the basement. So we are a 32 person capacity, open to the neighborhood, operating tavern. We are currently a nine room, highly regarded boutique hotel in Denver that serves a sweet and savory breakfast that you should not sleep in on. (laughs) And we are now provisionally licensed and expanding through the build out in the very near future to add this first cannabis style lounge, cigar style lounge attached to the property as an amenity where a guest will be able to enjoy cannabis, finish, leave the lounge, go back down into the tavern if they wanted and enjoy a a beverage and leave the property and go to dinner or vice versa, come back, enjoy a cocktail at the end of dinner, move into the lounge to enjoy a nice high, um, you know, uh, relaxing strain uh, and off to bed, not Mm -hmm. feet away. From where they're enjoying and indulging in these very different experiences. This is a reality. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about it. I'm executing it. And now I'm selling equity in it. Yeah. And I am so excited for you. I'm excited for the future. And uh, I can absolutely see some point down the future, you sitting at a big, big, uh, big bar and barkeep a can of cars over here for everyone at the. Uh, at the I hope. And do see a future one day where these substances can commingle and coexist in a space. We're not there yet. This is as close as um, I believe others, anyone's gotten. I'm not sure. I know my other peers and other competitors out there, I know cannabis friendly are doing it where they may have sophisticated licensing like this. Uh, but again, in, in, in our business and in our model, um, all of our entities are licensed. It is an important part of what I'm looking to build. And I believe an important element and a prerequisite to be putting my deal in front of the public to raise and sell equity, that you are buying into the legitimacy of these sophisticated licenses and their relationship and cohabitation with each other. And when I yeah. said it earlier, it's a model. It's a model that uh, based on how we're structured, that structure is sound and has been vetted already in a number of jurisdictions across the United States where the similarity in how we'd be structured at the local and state level will translate and allow for licensing like this to coexist in a space like ours. Well, and I, again, I, I love the fact that you set up the pricing in such an affordable way for people so that, you know, every man should be able to, if they choose to, uh, it's it's not a, 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 a large enough chunk for for somebody to be able to jump in on something. And, and most of the time they don't even hear about an opportunity like it. And then you, the fact that here you go, bam. And, and you know, that's what it's all about. Ideally for me, we'll bring 2000 investors in at this level. Yeah. Gives us that 
base to build. And that's what we're doing here, building a company, building a business. This is, starts with one, and it's our first right now. But again, like I said, the model, the structure, the way one entity owns the, co the property, other entities own the licensing, that's this Colorado bundle. All of this is owned by the parent company. Everything's holding on subsidiaries, but for the cannabis lounge, and that had everything to do with the structure here in Colorado. I am the key licensee, so I had to have an equity or key or majority position, which I do hold. All other shares in that are not diluted to any other investors. It's me and the 420 hotels are the only investors in the 420 Denver. And the only path that an individual could become an investor in the 420 Denver is through equity ownership of the 420 hotels. Awesome, Mr. Thank you so much for letting us uh, know about this. And uh, Thank you. uh, you've got some time uh, uh, to, to go check it out for those of you that are watching and got a chance to see from the other one. I'll put up some additional photos and stuff on here so that everyone will get a chance yeah. to see the And please, there. I ask that you show the link as well for the um, republic.com 420 hotels page. Absolutely. Thank you, kind sir. And uh, you, I Andrew. look forward to, to seeing, by the next time I, I come back to the States, I hope to be able to come visit you in your fabulous new lounge. Thank you. All right, everyone. So, welcome back. Um, just kind of taking a cruise through this little haunted hotel. This is kind of similar to the 420, probably when Chris first got there. Looks like it's under a little disrepair. Uh oh. Well, you guys don't mind if I check this out. Um, um, that's not good. Um, this thing doesn't seem to work. Um, oh, oh, how beautiful. Oh, what majestic, beautiful horses. I can't wait to check in. This is my kind of place right here. Oh, I love the music. Um, housekeeping needs to come and take care of things here. Um, I wonder if this is where reception is. Um, this does, oh, there you go. Okay, good. I was gonna say this this thing should be working by now. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris. I mean how cool is that you get a chance to own part of a haunted uh hello. A haunted canvas hotel. I mean, that's kinda cool, huh? I mean what could go wrong? means just you know people getting high and then fucking around inside a, a haunted hotel i mean what could go wrong except for the electricity could be a little messed up in here oh, how did the door close <sighs> okay uh-oh um, oh, hi. Cool. Uh oh. Hello. Um, hey, little boy. Uh oh, and my stuff is not here. There was a cross. Oh, hi. 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 I'm Captain Hooter. How are you? Oh. Um, 
Hi, I'm Captain Hoover. I've got the biggest, fattest dream you have ever seen. Okay, dude, listen. I've got weed. There's no reason for all of this. No, 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 no. Listen, come here. Dude, where are you? Listen, come here. Which way? That way? Okay. Dude, do you have weed? Because I've got weed, but I've never had any ghost weed. And I would love to try some fucking ghost weed. I can't even imagine what weed cured by ghosts would be. Hi, are you alive? I don't think that Mr. Rat's alive. Dude, 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 where are you? Okay, cool. Listen. No, no, no. Weed. Weed. I'm looking for some buds. Ghost buds. Something that's that's gonna be um yeah, that'll make me move like that little tricycle. Something that is truly uh what's the word? Oh, there's stuff going on in here. Oh. Okay, here we go. No, I don't not around kids though, dude. I don't do this around kids. I'm, I don't Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But listen, I don't want to know about babies or things over there at all. Yeah, I'm out. Definitely out with the kids thing. Dude, is this where the grow is? I'll bet you there's a killer fucking ghost grow down here. I don't want to go in there, right? Oh, um. Anything going on down there? Okay. So I guess I gotta go through here. Hello? No? No, okay. Oh, and I'm not going that way now. And I'm not going... Oh, so that means I'm going in here. What this means. Hello. Hi, baby. I dig babies, by the way. But not for smoking weed. Dude. Hi. Oh, fucking... That was rude. Okay, come on. Dude. Is this has something to do with Roe versus Wade? This has to do with Roe versus Wade, doesn't it? I haven't even been in the United States, dude. You can't hold me responsible for any of this stuff. Okay, cool. Dude, this is not getting me to the weed, though. Where's the weed? Where's your mom? Where's your dad? I need to get to where the weed is. Oh, good. I got this again. Okay, good. Uh, that's where they want me to go. Okay, okay. okay cool. Are you gonna lead me to where the buds are? I know there's a grow room in this bitch. This thing's been around for too long. No money, no resources. Little rocking chair going on in here. Cool. Somebody's gonna be in there. Hi. Who's behind the door? Yeah? Okay. Cool. Let me just sit there. No? What in here? Oh, there's a party going on in here. I'm telling you, the grow's gonna be in here. I know, the grow's gonna be in here. I'm getting close. Look, do you know how much you could be growing in here? This is such a waste of space, dude. And I mean, I know you don't have power. What's over here? Okay. Okay. I know you don't... Oh, you do have power. Dude, you've got power and you're not growing anything in here. This is ridiculous. Done with the place. <laughs> cool. I like that. That's a nice. One. Cool. Here we go. Hello, hello. Hello, where's the weed? Hello. Up oh, there's where the weed might be. Something under here? Should be. Nothing? Uh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, hi. Isn't she adorable? Did you see how red her eyes were? Dude, she's must be in charge of the grow. And she's just pissed that we're here. 
That's what I'm going to assume. She's got to be upset that we're getting close to where the grow room is. God, you think they would be a little bit more hospitable than this? Okay. I'm going to walk on fucking planks of wood. This definitely looks like a grow. All right. Come on now. Okay, seriously, every grower that I know right now is freaking out at all of this space, going, are you kidding me? Do you know what I could have done in this amount of space? <sighs> oh, this is terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you guys invited me here, but... Very disappointed in the space management of everything. Very, very, very... Okay, very good. Going down another level. Alright. Flashlight. Boom. I think we're getting... Okay, I see LED lights. LED lights down here. We've got to be close to the grow room. Yes, perfect room for this. Hello? Um... You know, I've seen a few movies. Uh-oh. Um. Uh, Count? Mr. Dracula? Mr. Uh, whoever you are under that shit? Then I'm not walking by you. Um, so all my martial arts training I've ever had in my entire life tells me that I need to be going, oh shit, and there's a friend of yours over here too. Uh-huh. Okay, so I gotta take two of you. There's a chair. I have no other weapons. Uh-huh. I'll just be back over here. Uh-huh. Not too happy about any of that. And another guy over here. Oh, fuck. Right, dude. I saw you there, so I'll just be here for a minute just to see if any of you bitches are planning on walking in on me. Just a thought. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's going on over there? Yeah. Alright, I think I'm clear here. I like paintings. I don't like those guys down there. That guy looks like he's fucking breathing. Uh... Alright. Oh. Okay. Cool. Another one of these guys. No, I'm behind you. I got all that. There's a joker again. Oh. Hi. Hello. <laughs> cool. I like that type of art. Splatter art. Okay, here we go. Oh, not the little girl again. Oh, hello. 
You finally got me. That one got me. Yeah, okay. Well done. Okay, guys, listen. I think I've given you as much as this ridiculous horror tour. you could handle you don't like his attitude at all you're gonna die oh, come on. okay all right everybody. oh shit here as quickly as I can if you don't mind. Well, how come we're right side up there but we're upside down here? Oh shit, that's not good. Does that mean this was always upside down in here? And we were upside down? Oh shit. I saw that. Okay. Listen. I love you guys. Uh... I don't want to make you sit here and suffer with me any longer. I will see you on Saturday. No, I will see you on Wednesday of next week. <laughs> it's Captain Hooter!